0: Yellow! Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time of day it is for you, and I hope all is well with you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That Boy Ain't Right podcast. I am your host, Sean Steiner, aka the Wisco Kid, aka That Boy Ain't Right. As always, I want to share a story with you all of a situation I had recently been through. What I learned from the situation. And at the end of my podcast, I will share an inspirational quote that stood out to me for the week. Also, for patiently waiting for this episode, I will give you all a little treat. And towards the end, I'm going to really get vulnerable and share one of my jokes I wrote that I feel will get a few pillow talk giggles. I was asked by a few of my listeners asking me why I call myself that boy ain't right. So for this episode, I wanna do a special blend, an example, if you will, of not only growing spiritually, how I'm able to call myself out on things, see where I can make improvements, and most importantly, I want to use a humorous approach in the process. What can I say? I'm a complicated man. One minute, I'm spitting mad inspirational shit on my podcast. The next, I'm saying things that would give your mother, grandmother a heart attack. I come in many forms. I'm more of an idea to not conform to the idealistic statues of society standards. First off, I want to start off by saying my deepest apologies for the delay on this third installment of the podcast and really appreciate you tuning in. I have been rather busy the last couple of weeks, but that's just a butthole. Everyone's got one and it stinks. Oh, I meant excuse. See, I was close on that one right there. But, uh, just add a little word dyslexia. So much for that dear higher education, am I right? Speaking of things that stink, I hope everyone out there has a nice roll of toilet paper amongst the shortage caused by this pandemic. Because I know from experience, there ain't nothing worse than having a thin layer of TP when you're wiping, and before you know it, social distancing goes out the window between your hand and and the old Jimmy Buffett's brown-eyed girl. I mean, I'm getting to a point of where I'll have to use the old survival skills I learned at Redcliffe and start pulling bark off the old palm trees and scrape off the boosh But on a serious note, before I move forward with opening the can of worms, that is, the boy ain't right, I hope everyone is staying safe and checking in on people to make sure they are okay as well. I may not have a lot due to work shortage, but if you need anything, I'll do my best to help out wherever I can. I've checked on some folks and some have reached out, and I just wanna say is that I appreciate that. This is a time where we need to put aside our differences and just be human beings to one another. Spreading selflessness is something that should be done outside of this pandemic, but I think this is a good start for everyone And we need to rely on one another to help get through these trying times. Then there are some folks, including my own mother, whom I have reached out to and sent a few off-color memes, possibly a little politically incorrect, that I hope you enjoyed. And hey, if you got some good ones, don't be a Scrooge and send some my way. I feel that it has been a hobby of mine to try and send the most disturbing memes I can. Been asked on uh, numerous occasions, where do you find these memes? Or, what is wrong with you? Not gonna lie, folks. I'm a part of some weird groups on Facebook. Trust me when I say this. It is only day three of three weeks being laid off. And oh boy, let me tell you, shit is about to get even realer. If I consider you to be on my list of people I enjoy sending my dirty little secrets, too. I will also say this as a warning. I have no shame. And if I'm lucky, I will quite possibly emotionally scar you. Okay, moving on. Since the first episode I had put out, gave me some time to think of how I want this podcast to go and had received some feedback from both episodes. What I took away from the information that was presented to me was to be more myself, loosen up a bit and create episodes on more than just some footnotes. I'll admit I'm not there just yet, but that's why they say practice makes perfect. So I really had to dig deep within myself that I can either let this constructive feedback make me or break me. However, i think the powerful lesson for me in this experience was i caught myself reverting back to some old habits that started in my adolescent years and continued on into my early recovery i mean i would tear myself up internally and self-loathe and it just really wasn't constructive so that's why i decided to take a little break like i did and once again i admit to you i did get down on myself But this time, I caught myself, was able to admit to myself, step my game up, and decided to do something different with the information. Because the habits of old me does not serve a purpose any longer with all the progressions I've made over these last four and a half years. Because for many years, when people would give me pointers on something, or told me I did something wrong, etc., 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 I tended to shut down and beat myself up about it I would go into self-pity and continuously tell myself I can't do anything right why should I even try anymore blah 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 warning, warning. that's why a lot of times growing up I had low self-esteem and lower confidence in myself but not only that I would really go out of my comfort zone In constant fear of not being good enough or ripped apart. A lot of us go through that feeling. Some don't admit it, but we all do. That's why I feel I am a rare and dying breed that is able to sift through my inner nonsense and be able to call myself out. Some people who are close to me have heard this, and some may haven't. Because you know I stay a little more guarded when I don't feel comfortable or safe to be able to open up and you know calm myself out. And that's why I'm showing everyone with this week's episode that it is okay to be human and admit your faults. But this also depends on what you do with that information after you learn this about yourself is truly the real test. And to be quite honest, it wasn't until, the last couple of years of growing internally and externally even, (laughs) that I was really able to not let everybody's inputs of things I may or may not have done correctly affect me and water down my natural essence. After having this breakthrough with a person who gives me a lot of feedback and words of encouragement, my mom, I decided to not only hang loose like no underwear, but to learn from the experience, grow from it, put in that extra effort for this podcast and trust in my natural abilities that I know will not only make people laugh, but make them think outside the box and quite possibly even learn something as well. That is why when some people who listened to my first couple of podcasts were a bit confused because knowing me and my personality that it would be more of a comedy and not an inspirational. But that is the beauty of why I started this podcast in hopes of showing people that I am a different person from the last time we may have interacted. And I do have a more serious side to me that most people don't typically see. However, this doesn't negate the fact I am the first one to get in on a dirty joke and say some pretty off the wall stuff. And folks, That's when it hit me. Why not integrate both of these qualities into your podcast and get people to really strap in for a jolly good time? I guess what I was really trying to capture was that people do change for the better. Some go as far as saying, you're not the same anymore. And I respond to them by saying, good. That was my plan all along to reinvent myself so that I need to reintroduce myself. I know this is no overnight process either, which is why I'm going to take the time to write each episode and figure out a groove for myself and hope everyone sticks with me while I do that and really watch the magic happen. But I think what I was really trying to avoid was y'all thinking, gee, money well spent sending him to a treatment facility thought they would have had certified therapists to help that I mean I figured they would have fixed him for sure oh got him oh wait what any hoosers? as I had mentioned earlier I wanted to get even more vulnerable with my audience and share a joke I wrote that I've only told a few people not only that I sort of figured this joke to be somewhat relevant due to the recent health crisis we are faced with. So here goes nothing folks. Is it just me or something I haven't heard about in the medical community regarding annual physicals? Well, for most insurance plans that are provided by your company, if they do provide them, require you to get an annual physical so that you don't have to pay higher premiums in the following year. We've all heard the classic tale when it comes to men getting their physicals turned to the left and cough. I feel that most men dread it due to insecurities or whatever, and I can respectfully admit that I am a grower, not a shower. Really depends on, you know, the lighting, the angle, depth perception, recent changes to their vision, you know, things like that. But despite that, I still personally look forward to this splendid annual occasion. I mark it on my calendar, set a countdown on my phone. The whole works. I typically have to go after work because that is the only time I can squeeze it in. Not my personal preference due to being sweaty and tired out from working all day. So in preparation for that, I like to go to the bathroom first in which I do my due diligence as the receiver of such a medical gift. You know, give myself a hooker bath, a little spritz of some good smelling stuff. I mean, I don't want to be impolite. This is a licensed medical doctor, and my primary we're talking about here. I see this person on numerous occasions throughout the year and feel that they deserve some sort of decorum on my end. So, I take it upon myself in making sure the residuals are good to go. God forbid getting a bad Yelp review for other primary care physicians to see. Before the physical actually takes place, they leave you in anticipation and really building up the moment. Checking your weight, height, blood pressure, heart rate, etc. Then, folks, is when the foreplay begins. Checking your ears, the lymph nodes, eye check, all that good stuff really setting the mood for what's about to ensue. But then, this next part is what really confused me. After checking everything, they asked me to lay down on the table. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this is rather considerate of them. They want me to relax and feel comfortable before they get the old feel going. Then they tell me to breathe in and then proceeded to push on my abdominal area like it was a CPR practice session. So, I still didn't think nothing of it, and figured it was coming up next. Well, when they asked me to sit up, and started to wrap up the session, in my head I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I mean, I pay goddamn good money weekly towards my insurance premiums, and not to even get any final action is just fucking crazy. In all honesty, full disclosure, what I'm really looking for is not making sure I'm medically okay. I know that. But this trip is for ego-boosting purposes when the doctor is looking at my twig and giggle berries, to show a sign of the seal of approval, if you must. Like, hey, that's a good-looking dick. Like a Robert De Niro squint. Because, uh, you know as well as me, they aren't going to outright say that to avoid a lawsuit. But the eyes never lie, Chico. The eyes never lie. So the first time or two of this happening, I chalked it up to having a female doctor, but then I got a male doctor and still no peepee touch. I mean, I felt insulted by this because I really took the time to freshen up the old purple headed warrior and even went as far as manscaping before this glorious event, only to be let down yet again. I mean, the health industry already overcharges for services as it is, The least they can do is perform this human demoralizing ritual that some people, such as myself, look forward to. And that, folks, was Turn to the Left and Cough, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your reactions on that joke. So now that we are towards the end of another episode of this podcast, I want to share a quote to wrap up this bad boy. This is a quote that I have also written in the front of my notebook of jokes. A while back, and was recently told to me by my mom. I also felt that this was uh, relatable to the story I had shared earlier in the podcast, and goes a little something like this: Commit to can I constant and never-ending improvement. Commit to can I constant and never-ending improvement. Once again, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in for another exciting week and hope you noticed I really went out on a limb with this one to give you the true essence of me and the reason behind why I call myself That Boy Ain't Right. I look forward to your responses and comments if you have time. Ha! Oh my kid, I know you all have time. We're quarantined, for Christ's sakes. So don't be scared now, folks. My email is wiscokid89 at gmail.com and can find me on facebook as well also please share with your friends and family and appreciate the constant support from all of you i am your host sean steiner aka the wisco kid aka that boy ain't right of that boy ain't right podcast stay safe out there folks and continue to help others as much as you can We need each other now more than ever to get through these troubling times.